0: Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the end of summer. We have come at last to the end of summer, and before it slips away completely, I have in mind to honor it and explore what it has meant to us throughout the generations. The season of summer has always been perceived as a time of carefree pleasure and lavish abundance of all good things. In Celtic mythology, the afterlife was called the Summerland, Tirnanog, the land of the ever young, where the souls of the departed reclined in ease and comfort, languidly enjoying the long warm days that were scented by flowers and ornamented by birdsong. For even the dead enjoyed the pleasures of summer. The ancient poet Virgil encouraged his fellow Romans to steep themselves in the bowl of summertime, and the novelist Henry James once wrote, "'Summer afternoon, summer afternoon, to me these have always been the two most beautiful words in the English language.'" Poetically, summer symbolizes the time of greatest beauty and perfection, as in, "'The summer of our lives.'" No wonder our ancestors dreamed of spending eternity in the embrace of summer. But as with all things that flow in the cycle of the seasons on this earthly plane, summer must eventually come to an end, and the earth must slip away into autumn. We don't need to look at a calendar to know it is the end of summer. The earth herself tells us it is so. The thrushes no longer sing in the woods, The ash trees have already faded to yellow, and some of the maple leaves are beginning to turn orange and drift down to the ground. The sun is coming up later and setting earlier, and we now have only as much daylight as we had at the middle of April. Although the calendar tells us that summer does not officially end until the fall equinox, we have already started behaving as though summer is over. The Labor Day holiday marks this change in focus. Belfast Summer Nights has offered its last concert of the season. Vacations are at an end, and it's time to go back to school and to work. Life becomes busier now as we head toward autumn and the holidays and start preparing for the coming winter. I have found this shift of energy to be evident even in regions that do not experience our dramatic seasonal changes. I lived for a number of years in San Antonio, Texas, and in Seattle, both of which have only two real seasons. But even so, people showed a change of focus, an awareness that even what was summer for them was now passing away. The end of summer is a natural imperative. Summer is the season when the earth is furiously producing her bounty. But even Mother Earth must periodically rest from her labors and so the apple tree must come to the end of maturing its fruit, and the wheat must finish ripening its grain. Even in the activities of our own lives, on some level we must acknowledge the end of summer. We love hiking in the mountains and canoeing on the rivers, but at some point we must stop, because we grow tired, and it is getting dark. The end of summer is something of a kindness. In the natural world, one thing is always in the process of becoming something else. Life in whatever form never stands still. And so, as New England naturalist Bernd Heinrich observed, the end of summer is also the beginning. At the end of summer, all the elements for creating the next summer fall to the ground and get sequestered in the earth seeds, and rain, and all the plant and animal material that decays and enriches the soil. The sun retreats, snow covers the ground with its protective blanket, while underneath the magical creative processes are at work to make the next summer. Then the sun strengthens, the snow melts, the earth warms, and the alchemy of spring transforms the earth once again into summer. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.